0: Welcome into this week's episode of Bill's Pod Squad. We are getting closer to the playoffs, which means our guests are getting cooler. And this guest (laughs) has a wonderful connection to our other co-host, Kim Pagula. I'll introduce myself as well, Maddie Glab. And Kim Pagula, Bill's owner and president, on with you today. And this week, we've got a treat. We've got our hubby, Terry Pagula, on with us. Kim, I know we've been waiting to make this happen.
1: I know he's not an easy man to nail down for a time like this. So sometimes, you know, I I do, because we've been together for, you know, 30 years. Um, So I do have some tricks up my sleeves. And Mm -hmm. one of them is, is, is mentioning, you know, kind of getting him to, to confirm like a week out. But then like, you don't bring it up again until like right before, uh, <laughs> right before, then you're like, Hey, remember? And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you, you, you confirmed right last yes. week. And he's like, I don't remember. I'm like, well, we got to go. So <laughs> <laughs> sit <laughs> so, down It's uh, time for the podcast. That's right. That's right. So um happy to have him on with me and, and we're not socially distanced, but, um, but he and I will be in together in, in my office. Uh, so
0: And you guys are you guys are married. So, you know, it's hard to be socially distanced when you're married.
1: (laughs) That is true. All
0: right. So week 18 is ahead for us as we close out the regular season and get into the playoffs. What does wrapping up a regular season look like for an owner? Is it kind of business as usual until you truly have that last game? Hopefully that last game being the Super Bowl. or are there things that you do meetings that you have, um, you know, to, to help wrap up the 18 weeks that we've had.
1: It's always an interesting time because you know, as you know, the last game could mean a lot or may mean nothing, right? Mm-hmm. For us this year, um, it's kind of in the middle. So We know we're in the playoffs, but are we at home? Are we at way? Who are we going to be playing? Um, And so that kind of uncertainty still is is lingering there. So there's still anxiety about the last game because, of course, we would love to have a home playoff game. So a little bit of anxiety on the game itself and what that could mean. But then, as you talked about this year, it's really about a lot of planning. Last year, we made the playoffs and had a home playoff game. But as you recall, very limited fans. COVID year, it was not anything um, that we would – Ever considered normal, um, and then before that, when we made the playoffs, we were playing away. We're uh, we we not playing at home. So really, we are in new uncharted territories for the organization as a whole, having home game, having postseason games, and so a lot goes into that. Because as you know, there's a lot of different changes. The game itself doesn't really change, but operations, business change. Um, so a lot of planning, a lot of meetings, and of course you can't really yet quite pull the trigger because you still have option A from yeah. play at home, option B, we're on the road. And then you're planning for what, if you win the wild card, then what happens in the divisional game? So a lot of ifs and and what's, um, but so a lot of planning that goes on this time of the year. Um, and as we get further, hopefully um, further into the, the post-season um, then that kind of that big super Bowl is just you know it just it's like out there right? Yeah. just calling your name and, and so it's one of those things where you don't want to plan because you don't want to jinx it but at the same time you have to plan because you can't you can't go into something mm-hmm. like that without having a plan both not just on the field but as an organization so um, a, a lot a lot to uh, to be working on over the course mm-hmm. of the- Few days, I, hopefully.
0: Yeah. And I think people will be surprised to hear like how early the planning starts for the playoffs and the planning starts for the Super Bowl. And like you said, it's almost like you don't want to jinx it, but there has to be weeks of planning that go into this because hosting a playoff game. Is is a huge event, and going to the Super Bowl is an even bigger event. So you have to you have to do your due diligence to make sure everything is set up and ready to go. But do you like having those meetings so early? Or are you someone who's like, uh,
1: I don't want to uh, like
0: no. jinx you know, anything here by I... talking about
1: stuff. No, I mean, I, I think now the practical side of me is I do like having these meetings, and I mm-hmm. think is one of the things. What does it represent, right? It it represents, and I think coaches talked about this: the expectation that we are supposed to be here, right? Yeah. So, um, again, like I said before, we we really didn't have uh, years and years of home playoff games, um, but the expectation now is that we should be expecting to have years and years yeah. of. Postseason uh, games, and so being prepared, being ready, I think, just helps um, helps us maximize, be more efficient, helps us really um, be able to really think through those things, knowing that. You know, if we get that foundation um, down in terms of process, timing, you know, ideas and all, all those other operational things that, um, you know, that fans don't necessarily, you know, get to see behind the scenes, but once they get nailed down, then with the expectation that they're just a the foundation because you're at your expectation is that year after year, you're going to be having um, these types of operation and business decisions um, into the postseason. So I like the fact that we're planning because, that means we work here. That means we are planning on being here, expectations of being here year after year after year. So that I, d- I do like. Yeah,
0: it's an honor to be able to plan and be a part of the conversation and be thought of in that way. So I totally understand that. And it's also an honor to get Terry Pugel on with us. So here's our interview with Terry. Terry, thanks for joining us this week on Bill's Pod Squad. We've been trying to get you on this season, and we had to wait for the perfect time, which meant right after we clinched the playoffs with an opportunity to win the AFC East for the second year in a row, which hasn't been done since 1991. So we knew you could be our good luck charm heading into the game this Sunday and the perfect guest. So thanks for taking the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maddie, you would have thought that, you know, I would have some pull in getting him on as a guest, but it isn't until the end of the the last game of the regular season that I could use my influence to get him on.
2: 91. That's 30 years ago. Yeah.
1: 1988
0: through 1991 was when they won it four years in a row. So we've got 30. the chance to do something like that here. Pretty exciting.
2: 91. That's the year yeah. I
1: met Kim. Yeah, it is. It is.
0: I like it.
1: Good luck luck charm, like you said.
0: Well, since the season is uh, winding down and the playoffs are ahead, Terry, what have you been up to? What what does the end of a season look like for the owners of the Buffalo Bills? And how do you guys kind of turn the page here to the playoffs?
2: Well, we're usually, uh, one of the big discussion points we always have is where are we going to be in Florida or New York this week? Um, we know we're going to be there obviously for the games or the day before usually, but uh, it's, it's, it's always uh, where are we going to be? What state and uh, where the dog's going to be? Cause we gotta, we gotta haul the dogs around with us generally cause Jesse's over in Australia now. So uh, we've got uh, Maddie who you just met earlier off tape. So
1: yeah, but the gut, the, our viewers, our listeners always get to hear what game day is like for, for myself. But as the other half, uh, you and I spend game day differently. So I think yep. our listeners would like to know what does ownership do yeah. during Terry, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, how do what you my, look at it?
2: Oh, let's just say most games are on Sunday. So let's just use the Sunday okay. games i usually get up about 5am maybe 4:30 take my shower feed the dogs and uh i have two dogs now but usually just have one dog with me and uh load them up and i go to the i go to the uh, one bills drive but probably i like to get there before 7
1: so who's there I at 7am like- on a game day are you there coach are you there does well, he come coach, after? Coaches, I know he's got the hotel. Coaches, yeah, he's, he's not around. So uh, who's there?
2: I, I can tell you this. They're they're usually setting up the cones <laughs> around at 219 to, to split the traffic up. And it's a straight drive in. So that, that's what I enjoy. I don't even have to hardly hit the brake pedal on the way to the stadium.
0: That's pretty nice. I was going to say, so you're not, you're not getting up, you're getting up early, but you're not taking part in in the baking cookies early in the morning that, that Kim sometimes uh, does before Sunday
1: games. (laughs) I do sometimes tell him, but before he leaves to turn the oven on. I
2: make the right, what's the name of that back entrance off of 20. I don't even know what it is. I I don't know. You come in to get tested.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I make that right.
2: Have a little conversation with the policemen that are usually. Mm -hmm. and uh dog barks at them and um you know we so that's the routine. Stop I think that's at the, the regional stand. lot. Do you know where the dog pan is? Yes. Okay, so I stopped there, let the dog out. The okay, desert. so you
0: so you that's how you get into the stadium and it's you real want exciting, to be, isn't it? <laughs> no, it is exciting. I can't believe you get in before seven o'clock. I mean, yes, we do have a lot of one o'clock kicks, so you kind of do have to be there pretty early if you want to avoid the traffic, which usually I'm always in the middle of the traffic wondering why didn't you leave 10 minutes earlier, Maddie, but it never happens. Um, but once you get into the stadium and the complex, what does your game day look like from there? When do you head over to the stadium? Um, how does all that kind of unfold? And then what is, what is in game look like for you? Cause I know you're a note taker.
2: This is, this is, uh, this is pretty much constant every week. So I get into the office. Let's say it's it's seven o'clock. I immediately turn on uh, AccuWeather. And <laughs> I'm real. This is real exciting, isn't it? <laughs> I listen to the weather for a couple hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then when you ask him, "Hey, what's the weather supposed to be?" He's like, "I don't know." I'm like, two hours. How do you not know?
2: So I watch the weather, and uh, I I know if if it's going to be bad, I you know I obviously know what. Well, let's get to it. the more
1: exciting part. You go so, down no, to the stadium. I watch stadium. the weather.
2: I, I go out and I get some breakfast generally.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your uh, breakfast? breakfast. What's your breakfast?
2: Uh, scrambled eggs, a little potatoes, and mm. a couple of slices of bacon. And the dog eats most. I probably shouldn't be saying this. Eats most <laughs> of the, although the guys and the girls at the at the uh, in the cafeteria, they they know the bacon's for the dog. Trying to lose weight, and uh, right around uh, Kim usually shows up at eleven thirty ish. Because she catches the uh, the escort. The escort. Yeah. From, I'm uh, I'm
0: gonna need to catch that escort uh, next week, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
2: do that. You should. Eleven o'clock. You need the escort.
0: Yes. So
2: she comes in, and I generally at that time start getting my suit on because I come in sweatpants and a winter coat, you know. Uh, so I change into my attire for the game after eleven thirty. And generally around 12 o'clock, we uh, coordinate with Brandon Bean, Joe Shane, and Brian Gain and get on the golf cart and go to the stadium.
0: So when you coordinate with all those guys, I mean, what are some of the conversations that you're having with with Brandon and Joe leading up to kickoff or leading up to the game? Is it is it just more casual, or is it kind of like, all right, these guys are healthy; these are going to be the guys who are in today. We may not have this player today. What are some of those conversations that lead up to kickoff?
2: Well, most of the conversations are a little hilarious. Like, hey, uh, glad you guys got up early today. <laughs> no. Joe, Joe, it's nice to see that you got to the office early today at noon.
1: (laughs) Usually, those discussions have already happened. Yeah, but uh, but you also go down to see coach. So usually when we go down, he he goes into the locker room. Yeah, yeah. When we get there,
2: when we get there on the golf cart, uh, I get out of the golf cart. I'll go right in and see Sean, talk to him for a little bit before the game, and then uh, you know the team as it. The team gradually goes out to the field. Uh, I think who goes out first? Kickers and special teams. Usually
0: specialists, yeah, are out first. They're
2: out, they're out first. And, uh, you know, Eric Siano's in the in the locker room. Special team, special team. <laughs> two minutes, two minutes. You know, it's pretty
0: well, cool. I don't think that's a
1: good impression. A, I, I that. think
0: that's a pretty good impression. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can
2: see that. <laughs> running backs, running backs, two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> um, so so is, then I go one, out on the field. I go out on the field then, uh, maybe with the after. Max? Well, you know, <laughs> and you know, I talk to some of the assistants and whatnot.
0: Is that when you're telling Coach the the conversation that you guys have um, when you go down to the stadium? Or Is that when you're like? Hey, coach, this is what the weather is going to be like. You might want to let it fly or might, you might want to run it today. <laughs> no, I've,
2: already, I've already informed Sean about this coming week. I said, you know, we're going to get some snow. We better hope it doesn't come during game time. I see it is coming earlier. The snow yeah. is supposed to let up. Like today, like gonna, now. Actually, it's going to rain a little bit on Sunday. Yeah. Yes, you're right. We've got a period of warm weather right around game time. So...
0: All right, so kickoff happens. You guys are in your suite, and Terry, I know you have your roadie yourself, and you've got some pieces of paper, and you've got your pencil and they have
1: let out a few secrets. That's why Maddie seems like she knows a lot of me. I've let out a few secrets in earlier podcasts, so
0: maybe uh, I I... And, and I've also been sitting in the radio suite right. this year, right so I up. can just I can just look over.
2: Okay, so I'm, I'm.
0: I'm like, what is yeah. Terry doing? I need to do the same thing. I need to take those notes as well. No, not at all.
2: Well, I just record. You know, I'm an engineer, so I, I can't just watch the game because I forget half of the game when the game's over. And if we want to talk about what happened during the game, I so I chart. You know, the I chart the possession. Say uh, Buffalo. Uh, first possession, opponent, first possession. But the uh, time we got the, uh, the ball, time we uh, gave the ball up, what yard line we got it on, what yard line we gave it up on, whether it be you know, goal line means we scored. Uh, and uh, then I make notes on who did what. And, you know, sometimes uh, you see us chirping over there you know, why'd this happen? why that happen? And, uh, but that's, I circle good Buffalo plays and put squares around what I consider to be weaker plays won't use <laughs> term bad. Like turnovers get squares <laughs>
0: We don't want any squares out there, but I, I used to do the same thing chart, like every single play, because you're totally right. By the time you get to the end of the game, you don't remember some of the smaller things that happened within the game. So I would have to write down every single play. So I made sure that I could stay within the game because Like, like you guys know, there's also so many distractions happening in the middle of the game. I mean, you could look over, there's, there's food, there's things happening in the stands. It's sometimes, at least for me, it's hard to keep my eyes on the ball the entire game.
1: (laughs) Terry is also a rewinder. Oh, yeah. So even during the game, Crying if there is if, if there is a play on TV, he'll be rewinding and then doing slow-mo to better understand, or if it's if he doesn't agree with the referees trying to prove or disprove their calls uh with the rewind button during the game. I yeah.
2: can't get I, I can't get behind when I'm at the game because the game's right in front mm-hmm. of me. But when I'm home. It's annoying to me when I hear my phone buzz, and I get a. I look at a text and say I'm watching a a Bills game. Not a Bills game. Uh, Watch a Bills game. <laughs> I'm watching another game. Yeah. And uh, and we want say Cincinnati to lose mm-hmm. to Green Bay or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I look at my phone. And it's yes, and I'm 15 minutes behind. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's intercep- interception, yes. You know, and I'm like, oh
0: you need the two you need the two screen viewer viewership. You gotta have the screen for you to rewind and the screen for it to be the updated game. Then you can hop back and forth.
2: Yeah, well I'm I'm not technically advanced for that. <laughs> he's not. Speaking but of Saber, technically I'm chronically advanced, behind I'm chronically behind on all the Sabres games. Because, <laughs> you know, I I'm always rewinding. You know, and, and sending and what you send, can... and Ken, Kevin
1: Adams these annoying texts like, Why <laughs> do we do this? <laughs> you should maybe you should get a job at the league office up in the booth there so you can like be the eye in the sky, yeah. Up. You'd be good at that, you'd be good at that, yeah. Right. Well,
0: you you spoke of you being um. Techno- technologically advanced here. I know the last time we had you on last year, Terry, uh, Trey white was giving you a hard time about your iPhone skills. So how are they one year later?
2: <laughs> he's a character, isn't he? You know, he's, he's one of the funniest guys. He should have a comedy show when he retires. Uh, I, I still have my same phone. Uh, I still have my flip phone that I turn on every two months to see if there's any messages that float in people that don't understand that I do have an iPhone. Is that what it's called an iPhone? Yes. That's what it's called. Also
1: too. So what, what else he does differently than what I do on game day is he goes into the locker room post game. So Mm -hmm. let's about what happens in the locker room, because you know we get to see Sean's kind of speech at the end of the game in the locker room. But you know we all know it's edited and cut out, and not you don't get to see the whole picture. So mm-hmm. you know that's an area that I don't go into after the game. So why don't you tell us what really happens in the locker room
2: post game? Well, you know when I'm in the locker room, after, win or lose, uh, I try to stay out of the way and and not be too intrusive because uh, she
1: really didn't do anything during the game. uh,
2: (laughs) Several years ago, my daughter, Laura, made a comment to me and said, dad, when you're around people pucker up. So I said, well, why is that? She said, it's just the nature of the way you are. I said, well, then, you know, so I I try not to be too intrusive, but you get hugged by a lot of sweaty (laughs) Melly guy, because <laughs> they just left it all out on the field. So, uh, you know, I would imagine I need to get my suits dry clean here pretty pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I think you've told me some situations in where you just don't realize, especially sitting in a suite or even sitting out in the stands, the effort, the physicality that's happening on, on the field, you know, on a game. And, you know, even though there's, you know, two halves to the team, they're not on the field for the whole entire every minutes of the game, but you've seen some guys, um, you know, you can see the true effects of, of what they, like you said, laying it all out there on the field in yeah. the locker room, um, yeah. IVs and, and ice packs and. Locker- well, there's,
2: there's, you know, there's huggers on the team.
1: Like Jerry Hughes
2: is a hugger. Maybe it's because I know him more than most of the other guys. Uh Ed Oliver's a hugger.
1: <laughs> not, not in COVID. And
2: Ed also sweats a lot. <laughs> you know, so you really don't want Ed hugging you too much <laughs> or for too long. Uh especially, you know, when he takes his uh his gear off. So
0: uh,
2: <laughs> you know it's uh like motor is more standoffish mm-hmm. shape, kind, you know, Josh so have you Allen seen, but have involved. you
1: seen, um, you know, we, we talk about the, the chemistry of a team and, you know, through the what, seven, eight seasons. I don't, I'm losing count now of being in the locker room um, and seeing different guys, you know, the makeup of different teams. Is this year's team different than, the previous years are different than five years ago. This, what, what do you notice about the locker room? This, the team, this
2: team is really close. You can tell these guys really care about each other and uh, they, you know, they work together. I've noticed that. Um, you know, Sean's done a good job with that. And Brandon, they've done a good job bringing guys in that want to be like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's a bunch of leaders on this team and I've been able to see that as well. Kim, I know you can too. From watching practices and games, even from afar, you can see that leadership. Uh, Terry, do you have a favorite game or favorite moment from the season so far? And Kim, do you have one as well?
2: Favorite game? Not really. No.
0: No. Couple big wins. I mean, I, I'm, I'm win against the Chiefs. Guys. Win against the Patriots.
2: That well, see, I don't do this. <laughs> I'm I'm one of these guys. So, uh, I I when we win, it's like okay, we just won, and uh, we got another game next week. Now, when the last game of the year happens, if you win it, obviously you're up here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm not even. I'm more like and... increasing, you know, anxiety, as you know, Maddie. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm up and down during the whole game. Yeah. Well, but then post game, I'm okay.
2: Yeah. What I mean by the last game is the last game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The yeah, that's one. definitely but true. The
1: big, the big one. Oh, oh, that game. The big one. Oh, the big the S. That game. Yeah. And
0: the, oh. the one that starts with an S. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I'm like the Jets, really. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Week 18, really? What have you thought about the season so far, Terry? This year has been interesting because last year, I mean, last year was the year of COVID and so many protocols and so many things we all had to follow. And I think at least for me, I thought this year was going to be a lot easier in different ways, but it seems like it's been very similar because of course, COVID is still going on, but I feel like we've had more guys on and off the COVID list. We've had some injuries, so it seems like this season has almost been more of a, an up and down season in terms of who's available, who's not, and the resiliency of this team to be able to see it through uh, to the final game of the regular season. What have been your impressions on on how the season has gone?
2: Well, you know, one thing that that I really affects me uh, is when you get guys that you lose like we lost Trey uh, Zimmer,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: um, you know, you lose guys and you feel for them because, you know, these guys work hard and now they can't do what they love to do. Uh, but as far as the season goes, it's, it's uh, like the league is like, we're, we're four plays away from being, 14 and two right now.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Uh,
2: (laughs) The whole league is the the balance is, is, and there's a lot of teams that can beat, can beat you, which uh, we found out when we played Jacksonville, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not Mm -hmm. on top of your game, you can lose to anybody. And that's any team in the league right now, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're finishing off the regular season here with the game against the Jets who took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the final minute of the game and had the lead for yeah. most of the game as well. So you're right. Anything can happen, especially, you know, the last couple of weeks when teams who may not have been playing as well want to spoil a season or have the opportunity to keep someone out of a division title. So yeah, it's been it's been a crazy uh, like, year to, like watch. We
2: did to the Jets several years ago. We weren't a playoff team. And- and all they had to do was beat us in the last game of the year and they were in and they didn't pull it off. So you gotta, you gotta play every game a hundred percent. So
1: do, with one game left, do you feel like we've played our best game?
2: Our best game? No, no. I think, uh, I think we, this team has more, more it, it can do. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that, too. And you hear a lot of people talk about peaking at the right time. You're playing your best football at the right time. And Sean always says, you know, we want to play our best football in December and January and on. Uh, Do you think this team is peaking at the right time? You know, they've won three straight games and can make it four straight heading into the playoffs. I know in the middle of the season, it was, you know, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. But now they're finally back on that winning track.
2: Yeah. And the the games we were winning, we were winning and the ones we were losing, we were barely losing. So, uh, you know, you're right. Let's, uh, if we can eliminate those uh, close losses, uh, you know, who knows what we can achieve.
0: And what about Josh Allen? What do you have? What have you seen out of his growth this season? And Um, I know you guys probably sometimes think, you know, flashback to when you first met him and compared to where he's at right now in his career. I mean, the records that he's continuing to break this year, some of them are pretty incredible. I mean, we just sent his jersey and his cleats to the Pro Football Hall of Fame because they wanted them because he's the, the was the first player to throw for over 100 touchdowns and rush in for 30 in his first four years as an NFL player.
2: Yeah. You know when when Josh, especially when he's pulling some of these physical feats, usually with his legs, you hold your breath. But I, I talk to a lot of people when they they talk about Josh, man, your quarterback, is something else, and all this, and I'm like, yeah, I wish You know, let's let's stay healthy here. <laughs> you know, uh, he he's he's. Quite a leader. Team really looks up to him.
0: Yeah, they definitely do. Um, Okay, I want to ask you some fun questions. So we know Kim likes to bake and read books and watch TV shows in her free time. So what do you like to do in your free time?
2: I read magazines. Uh, I'm one of those guys. I don't use the internet to... Look at stuff, right? So, uh, I like Kim's been piled, we've been away for a while, mm-hmm. and just gave me about
1: 20 magazines. magazines, yeah,
2: astronomy, sky and telescope, trains, classic toy trains, science. Uh, yeah, I read a lot of magazines
1: at the house. Uh, He's the dog watcher. So, yeah. yeah, so he's a take care of the dogs. Yeah, not me.
2: I like to fish, mainly in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, go up the lake and fish, but spare time around the house is just spent uh, just relaxing and probably reading. Do you have? Uh, should also add, I like to look at video, whether it be hockey or football, mm-hmm. and. um, uh, I enjoy doing that.
0: Do you have a favorite place to escape to when you guys get a couple days off? I know you guys were at the lake house for a little while.
2: Yeah, we go to the lake. Uh, uh, really, we, we work. <laughs> <laughs> we we're not vacations. all that exciting. We don't take know. vacations. Yeah.
0: But I do hear you like the snowmobiles. Is that, is that
1: true?
2: Snowmobile, yeah. I like the ice fish.
1: He likes the cold. He likes the cold. He likes the snow. So he, he does like being up north in the winter.
0: Mm-hmm. That's who is, true. Who's the morning person out of you?
2: Oh. You both. That's not, not a content. No little contender. Eh?
1: <laughs> That's hey. Terry every day. Yep. Yeah, but I don't nap. You nap.
2: <laughs> Sometimes. So I
1: don't nap during the day.
2: Like this morning I was up at four thirty. Wow. I'm, I'm looking for somebody to talk. Usually it's just two dogs. So <laughs> in my house, the only, that's the only things that are alive or awake at that time.
1: The <laughs> dogs. I get up at seven thirty every morning, Maddie. So it's not like I'm sleeping till noon. Yes. Yes. You know, yes, you know? Yes. so when he says you're who's the morning person, that's just abnormal to be up at four thirty. So you know what I
2: call seven thirty lunchtime.
0: <laughs> You're just the super super early morning person.
2: Yeah, and I could go to bed at three o'clock in the morning, and I wake up at five. I just I just don't sleep a lot.
0: Wow, that's the key. That's the key to getting stuff done is don't sleep a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not really. <laughs>
0: Do you guys have any game day superstitions or something that you have to do every game day? A pair of socks that you have to wear every game day?
2: Uh, it varies. Yeah, it's socks, ties. You had uh, lucky so- socks
1: last year. This year, it's a, well, the pencil it's, didn't
2: work. It's a pencil that I, I, I always forget my pencil when I'm in the charting there, charting, Joe has to, Joe, Joe has to give me a follow. There's pencils now accumulated in in the, (laughs) in the suite there, but yeah, there's, there's all kinds of superstitions and, uh, none of them seem to work by the way.
1: (laughs) Well, they work for a game or two. So anyways, if it was, that was winning, was that easy, right? Do you have any
2: superstitions? Do you, uh, do you get into that stuff?
0: Uh, I don't think I have any this year, but I usually go down to the field before every game, like during warm-ups. So sometimes depending on what happens that game, I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to go down to the field this week because we lost last week. And I went down to the field last week. So that's, that's one that I'll I'll play with throughout the year.
2: (laughs) Yeah. None of that stuff works because (laughs) you you do one thing and it works and then, so I think it's up to the guys on the field and the coaches.
0: Yeah, no, you are 100% right. But somehow, sometimes we think that we we control some of that stuff, or at least I do, which is hilarious.
2: Yeah, um, do it. I'll do it this Sunday. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So right. Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are, are closing out their fifth season here in Buffalo together. Um yeah. What do you, Terry, what do you think about when you think about the five years that they've spent at One Bill's Drive and, and the, the team that they've been able to put together and the success that they've had, but also, you know, the, the hopes for the future and what this team can still do?
2: Well, you know, one thing about working with those two guys is you, you can have a lot of fun with them. And you know there's a lot of ribbing goes on behind the scenes between Brandon sean sean Brandon Sean you know we all we all cut each other up when we get a chance so uh it's i I firmly believe that at work you should have fun too, and you know th- those guys are fun to be around they're. Obviously, very talented and serious at their job, but uh, there's still a lot of yeah, fun.
1: Yeah, well, you know what I like about them? Yeah. I like you just said five years. It's been five seasons. I don't, yeah, you know, you, it you, you're, you know what you're getting every year, and from year to year, there's not a ton of change. It's not like you know, as he said, he likes to be kind of even keel. Um, I think Brandon and, and Sean are like that. They're not like each other, but what you can expect from them year after year. And I think that's why we've forgotten it's been five seasons because, um, the the changes and the improvements are subtle. Um, there's no big, you know, we're going to do this one year and next year, you know, going to go completely do something different or they, they act one way one year and act differently another year. They're very consistent. They are who they are. Um, I think that's been a real positive. um, that's what I see.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Kind of stuff we do. Uh, I'll be out somewhere and see a guy with his head shaved, and I'll take a picture of him, and I'll say, "I thought McDermott was supposed to be game planning this week." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that is we too good... funny.
0: Is that a relief though for you guys to to have two people that you trust, and and it's not you know year to year. You're you're thinking, "Oh no," and like what's going to happen yeah. next year.
2: Well, and and you learn how to work with each other, too. Uh, You know, it's uh, it's pretty consistent.
0: Is there anything that you're most proud of in the last five seasons from watching them or watching the team?
2: If I had to answer, the first answer that popped into my head automatically was that we selected them to work with us. I mean, uh, it was a good decision.
0: Mm-hmm. And now we're in the place where, you know, hopefully Brandon and Sean are here for a long time, but when you start to have a lot of success, then teams start to pick at your offensive and defensive coordinators and hire them for head coaching yeah. jobs. So it's, yeah. it's almost like you're entering this next season where. I mean, hopefully Brian Dable and Leslie Frazier are here for forever, but there's always going to be head coaching openings around the league. And then it's, you know, all right, if that happens, who's the next person up? So now it's like, I think that's
1: a good thing though. I think, you know, despite, you know, I think they've been with us, um, long enough from a consistency standpoint, but I do think that it does say something about an organization and about the leaders in that organization when you do have people, um, you know, going out and getting recruited and by other teams, because it means that the organization did something right. And you were part of developing someone and, and their growth and a part of their success. So while it, it gets to be bittersweet, I think it's actually a, a plus to be able to have, you know, people in your organization um, grow out and, and, and be more and be a part of that
2: yeah you know, there's a lot of talent on our coaching staff um uh, you may not know all the names uh but you know they're um they they do a good job there's
0: yeah a lot of
2: communication the, I keep my office door shut because I usually have the the dogs with me, and I don't want them running around <laughs> Buddy Lucy does a lot of chattering so uh but I, you can hear those guys all the time, uh, talking, uh, ribbing each other and, you know, it's, it's a good work environment.
0: Yeah. It definitely seems like that when I was able to be around this season, I know now the tiers are different, but, it's just a great group of people and you feel that the minute you walk in those doors from the coaching staff to the players, everybody's very welcoming, respectful, and you could tell that they're, they're on a mission and they've got big goals in mind. So it's been another fun season with with the group with you guys. Um, I appreciate every single minute of it because um, there are things that are happening that haven't happened here in a long time and things that can happen that haven't happened in a long time. So hopefully That's another AFC East title that we get this weekend.
1: Yeah, that's right, that's right. Still a lot of work to do, a lot more games to be played. So we are looking forward to it.
0: All right, well, Terry, thanks for taking some time, sitting down with us, telling us about your game day uh, and how you wake up earlier than anyone else in the world.
2: (laughs) Well, don't say that too loud because McDermott might get upset about that.
1: Oh, you beat him to the office. Yes, at least on game day, he does.
0: (laughs) All right, thanks, guys.
1: All right, thanks, Maddie. See ya.
0: Okay, just a couple days away before our kickoff against the New York Jets, our final game of the regular season. And of course, it couldn't just be, you know, The last game where we can sit our starters and it's, it's no pressure. There's gotta be some pressure in this one because if the Buffalo Bills win, they are the AFC East champions again for the second year in a row, which hasn't been done since late eighties, early nineties, when the team did it for four years in a row. So Kim, what would it mean to be AFC East champs again?
1: So, oh, I mean, obviously, it's to be in the postseason um, It's great. However you get in there, whether, you know, um, you're winning the division. um, I think this is something that was the foundation was laid over the last few years, especially under Coach McDermott and and Brandon Bean. But the expectations that we're back here winning again. And, of course, isn't it ironic, Maddie? Like, you know, New England has always been historically kind of the the thorn in our side Mm -hmm. because they have won the division countless times countless years um but this year they're kind of like you know they kind of like the unknown right so we had to play them you know uh in order to to uh be in the division leader um yep. now now we're going to be playing them sunday at the same time uh, maybe for home or away you know uh game and then we may have to play them first round. So I, it's, it's crazy how, despite losing Tom Brady, um, that they're still affecting our team, but I guess that's what makes for, uh, these, these divisional matchups. Um, and that's why we, we have what we do. So, um, it's going to be still a nail biter for me.
0: Yeah. Makes for good storylines and good TV. There's going to be a lot of people watching our game and I know it got moved to 4:25. I think the bills have not had a four o'clock game and the, I don't know the exact year, but it's been a long time since they hosted a game that started. At four o'clock. So um, awesome that the Bills get that type of recognition too to get a game moved later for more eyes to be on that game. A lot of eyes will be on the AFC East this weekend for sure. Um, What are what are some of your early thoughts on this one? I mean, we haven't played against Zach Wilson yet, and the Jets have kind of caught some lightning in a bottle as of late. Their last three games, they've only lost by It's like seven points or less. I believe they have a win in the last three games. They were close to being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you can't just get a team that's like four and 12. That's a record. They're, they're playing way better than that right now.
1: Well, not only that, but you know, there's still a lot of motivation left for that last game, even a, a team with their record, because you've got guys playing for contracts, you know, that um, in the off season, you also have, just the fact that we're division rivals. I mean, there's nothing better than to to kind of put a you know a little uh, stab in in your division opponent's uh, side. And if they beat us and we don't get the home game like that, that's still um, that can affect us. And sometimes that's motivation. And, you know, we're all competitors in this game. And um, I know we've done that to teams in the mm-hmm. past where you know we've kind of crushed their playoff hopes in that last last game. So um, you can never rule anybody out and like you said we've had some crazy games um, in the last month that of teams that you wouldn't have thought were either very close uh, to winning or they've beaten teams that were uh, expected to win so um, cannot rule out anything Um, and even though this is the last game of the regular season still a lot uh, left um, you know on the table and kind of with some effects on how we end this year and going into the postseason.
0: Yep, all eyes are on Sunday afternoon. I looked at it; we haven't played in Buffalo at four o'clock since September 27, 2009. That was a game
1: against New uh, Orleans teams, be- So yeah, long long before I was here. So <laughs> so <laughs> it means hopefully- more tailgating time. It means I can sleep in. It means. I don't know. Hopefully Terry will be awake for the for the end of the game <laughs> since he's getting up at 4 30. But um, coffee. I'll but knock, yeah. I'll knock on it's your suite and be like, Terry, do you want some coffee? Some it's halftime. Yep. You know what? I did, I just I did not make cookies last week because I was trying to New Year's resolution is trying to be healthier and, and trying to keep others around me healthy. So I did um, not make cookies and we won. So now I'm just like, okay. Should I not make the cookies? Should I? But I don't know. We'll see how it goes.
0: You know, that's, that's like, we just talked about superstitions. You get some weird ones that just come up out of nowhere. And I, I'm a superstitious person when things like that arise. So I would say no, no cookies.
1: Cookies. Okay. All right. Trying to be healthy. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it and I'll see you in the press box. We're going to be back up there again. Uh, just trying to make sure that I and Terry are COVID free for all postseason,
0: Right. That's <laughs> yes. that's the name of the game here. It's like the Hunger Games out here with these new variants flying around. You're like, I'm, I can't see anybody or do anything because I do not want to miss the playoffs or the end of the regular season. Yeah. That's
1: why we've, we've been coming to Florida and we, basically we just kind of come into the office because I don't have an office anymore mm-hmm. uh, since the, the new um, enhanced protocols. Yes. So Terry and I, I would have to go down to Terry's office. So we've been coming here to Florida, but basically all we do is go for, as you can tell, he, from Terry's conversations, we go from the house to the office, work all day, and then um, around game time. So like, again, we don't want to miss any opportunities or miss any of uh, being part of the team as we go into the end of the season and into the postseason.
0: Yep. I agree. It's time to hunker, hunker down and get serious. But Kim, thanks for being on with us this week. Thanks for Terry. for being on with us too. And we'll catch everybody next week as uh, we get closer to the playoffs. Exciting things ahead.